Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the LFG cast. This is episode nine, I believe. I'm your host, Phantom King X. You can call me Phantom. Joined as always by my co-host, Hell's Purge. Hello. And tonight's episode is going to be all about Destiny. And uh, what we think of Destiny 2 currently in its current state. Um, so, before we get down to that, uh, what have you been up to this week, Purge? Um, not any, much. Get any good On workouts the in this of things. week? Uh, yeah, I did a mile run. That was oh. fun. What was your time? I hit myself for it. Like, 25 minutes. Oh, that's... Which that's okay. Kind of... I'd probably miss me a little bit, but I'd probably I mean, only be while. able to run run a twenty five mile now. <laughs> it's gone it's been is a gone. Good, like two years since I've actually ran. Yeah, for, like a mile. Gone are the days when I used to. I used to run miles just to improve my time. I think my lowest time was an eight forty eight. Dang. Yeah, I went from like a fourteen minute mile to like an eight forty eight. So, uh, hold on, this. So I haven't gotten a ring light yet. I'm look I'm looking to get a ring light for next week's stream. But okay. Uh, so have any so I want to start doing this segment on the podcast where we kind of cover all three tenants of LFG, right? So we, we did our, our lift, right? You did a mile. Mm-hmm. I haven't really done any working out because my back got messed up on Sunday. But oh, yeah. it's how you doing better. by the way much much better than sunday i did a little bit of yoga the other night and i actually felt better my car causes my back the most pain now i can comfortably uh. sit in a chair yeah so uh i'm gonna skip the gym s- tomorrow and on monday i'm gonna start back up again um gotcha other than also chat feel free to answer any of these questions this is not just uh exclusive to me and purge so uh let us know if you guys did anything exercise related right now in chat chats over here or uh, somewhere in the comments let us know what your favorite exercise to do every week is uh let's hop to food real quick have you made any good dishes this week any standout um, have any have I you guys made, had any food that's been standout made nashville hot popcorn chicken last night oh you got the pickles and everything yeah. Yes. Pretty good. Yes, boy. Yes, queen. I love. I'm. I've been craving chicken wings. I haven't gotten any yet. I'm going to Longhorn on Saturday, so maybe if they have wings, I don't think they do, but maybe I'll try them. I don't know. Um, would you just have that, or did you pair it with like fries or something? Welcome. I just did that because okay, I was trying to eat lighter. Okay. 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 I feel that. Um, so I made a couple interesting things this week. I made, so I remade what I made for dinner last Saturday, which is essentially, Mm -hmm. uh, burgers and sweet potatoes and veggies. But this time I made turkey burgers instead of lean ground beef. So I had a couple of those with a little bit of, uh, this guacamole we get called holy guacamole. It's really good. It's like 60 calories per tablespoon. And it's literally just avocados and whatever, like peppers and vinegar and tomatoes. Very, there are not a lot of additives in it, which I really like. Um, it's a little pricey, so I'm not going to buy it too often. But we had that. So I had that. I made uh, sweet potato rounds. So I just diced them into rounds and threw them into 
a cookie sheet into the oven, roasted them, brushed them with egg whites, and uh, seasoned them with some Cajun seasoning, some garlic herb seasoning, and uh, some Red Robin salt. And then, um, what did I make? I made vegetables with it, just some stir-fried vegetables. Not really stir-fried, but I heated them up in a pan. And on the burgers I put, like I said, the guacamole. I bought this new ranch, which is made with yogurt instead of like sour cream or mayonnaise or whatever they use to make ranch. Let me tell you, man, it's delicious. If you're, a fan, if you're a fan of ranch, uh, I highly recommend- I mean, I'm from the Midwest, so like we yeah. ground everything in ranch. I, I recommend go to a go to a supermarket and get Bolt House Farms Classic Ranch. It's made with yogurt. It's like, let me see, two tablespoons of a normal ranch is like 150, 160 calories. Um, this one in particular is about 45 calories for every two tablespoons. So it's a drastic difference. The only difference is it's a, a little thinner. It's not as thick and you know as regular ranch but i like it a yeah. lot it tastes the same uh so i put that on there and some sriracha and then last night i tried this mac and cheese recipe <laughs> the problem was i added too much macaroni so the recipe uh -oh. calls so the box i had was like 450 grams and the recipe only calls for like 224. i dumped the whole box in because i overfilled the pan with water Ooh. Um, but I kept the cheese and queso measurements the same, so it didn't come out. It looked cheesy, but the flavor wasn't there. Ah, um, uh. yeah. So otherwise, it was okay. I made that, and I made uh, cheeseburger crunch wraps. So I just took a tortilla, put the burger on the middle, wrap it up like a crunch wrap, throw it in the oven. It was really good. Um, that one I made with eighty-five percent because it was cheaper but i would have preferred to get 90 but they didn't have a small pack of 90. uh let's see who here in chat candace says me and my boy having turkey burritos right now Ooh, i'd love to know what's on that turkey burritos i love me a good burrito what about you do you love a good burrito purge yeah burritos are nice how do you feel about sriracha are you a fan because like i tried it for the first time saturday and i love it Mm, I don't know. It tastes a little weird to me. It's definitely got an that. It's, it's a, a consistency aftertaste. thing too. Fair. It's not like liquidy like certain hot sauces. It's a little thicker. Yeah. I want to try the the garlic paste they have. Uh, Candace followed up with these turkey burritos got beans, cheese, refried beans, peppers, onions, and Spanish rice. Damn, that's a big ass burrito. I'd love that right now. Mama made some chicken, but. We're doing this podcast, so that's what we ate. Uh, let us know what your guys' go-to meal is during the week, if you've got to cook, or what your go-to grabbing meal is. Like, you just grab it and go. All right, so on to the meat and potatoes. Aha, meat and potatoes. Uh, topic of tonight's podcast. Destiny 2, the state of the game, what we think of the content model of the season pass, and uh, what we think of it narratively. So, do you happen to have a list this this week, like you did last week? No. No. Okay. Are we just no, going off off the off the cuff? 
I saw a rant, so I kind of just threw whole, the whole making a list thing out the window. All right, all right. So I'm going to let you start <laughs> off. I'm, I'm going to ask you the first question. What do you think of Destiny 2 in its current state? And feel free to just to just rant. Hmm. Well, for like the dedicated player, there's kind of a lot to do. Like if you're like a streamer, like you can do it on like a consistent daily basis, like come home from school or work, sit down and just like have at it. Now, hold on. I have a question about this because some people would disagree. Well, okay, no, no. Out of all the stuff to do, right? Mm-hmm. Is it, is it meaningful or is it just, is it just busy work? Because that's the big debate right now is that there's plenty to do, but none of it matters. And I'll get into that a little later on. So when you say die hard, do you mean a streamer who plays eight hours a day or someone who plays a little bit every day? More so, I guess, like a little bit every day. Okay. Yeah, I can see that there's plenty to do. Like if I played a little bit every day, I could probably get a lot more done than what I have been. All right. Yeah. Um, so continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Like for the people that have like more, I guess, time on their plate, there's like a decent amount of stuff to do, like your uh -huh. dailies and stuff like that. Crucible, go muck about and gambit or whatever. But okay. I feel for like your average Joe who doesn't like sit down for, I mean, I guess most gamers sit down for more than maybe four hours, I think. But like if you don't have the time to. <laughs> Not on the weekday. The time, yeah. So like the people like you, me, people in chat like that don't have that time frame like during the week no uh -huh. to put in like the four or five hours to me because i mean i've kind of stepped back from destiny because i've gotten into other stuff it seems That's like fair. whenever i log in there's like an absurdly metric ton of stuff that i need to do yeah but i don't really see like what's gonna matter and what doesn't because some of the stuff, like, you have to... Like, it's time-gated, I guess. Yeah. And, like, if you don't have the time to be there for that time-gated event, you're kind of screwed. Or you have to wait to so like, get a certain... So, fear, fear like, of item. missing out. Yeah. So, no, my... So, that somebody else brought that up. Um, and I want to get into that when we get into the season pass. So, for someone who's like me... And you, I guess. We've stepped away. You've stepped away from Destiny. I haven't really had time. Sunday and Monday were the, was the most time I've put into Destiny in weeks. Um, do you feel... With the Season Pass model, do you feel like you have enough time to do the things that you want to do? In a way, I guess so. But also, uh -huh. there being the Season Pass, like, I want to try and get as far as i can in the pass itself to try and get some of the stuff yeah like but the, i don't the feel ship and the ornaments yeah, and shit. like i don't feel i have the time to put in to get to where i'd want to get like some of the cosmetic stuff from the pass yeah to, like i don't have the time to do it no i uh i completely agree i i feel like right now i don't have the time Um, I don't have the time to do that kind of stuff. 
and that really sucks because there's a lot of cool things that I would want to get. So that's why as soon as lately, every time a new season starts, I go in there, I hoard all the quests into my character log so they don't disappear on me. That way I don't, and I mean, I probably realistically don't have to do that because I was under the assumption for a long time that like pinnacle weapons disappeared after a season. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they do anymore. I think they just sit in the vendor until you pick it up. Um, oh, it's good to know. But no, I don't. I don't feel the need to. I don't. I don't think I'll be able to get things done without grinding my face off for hours on end, and that's not fun. Uh, so to yeah, give you an example, um, and this is going to relate to the season pass. The corridors of time shut down on Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. I found out that was happening on Sunday. I spent Sunday, I did the 20 uh, rune run for the tombstone for the Bastion quest for the start of it, right? Mm -hmm. Not knowing Bastion was going live for everyone this week. So I went to tombstone, I went through that run and I got that. I then did the run for the emblem. And I then proceeded to find a YouTube video and write down every code for every piece of lore for the Pigeon and the Phoenix lore book. And I spent, ah, uh, God, like three hours doing half of the lore book in the other two runs. And then Monday, I spent an hour doing the rest of the lore book. And that took a lot oh, out. Wow. And then I started the Bastion quest. And that took a lot fucking out of me. And I haven't wanted to, I haven't had the chance to, but I haven't wanted to touch Destiny all week since then. Like I went to play World of Warcraft Monday night and I was burnt out. I'm like, yeah, I did one quest and I was like, I just I can't play a video game right now. Especially after the corridors of time, because when you solo that, you're just running by yourself. You're running past enemies in essentially an infinite loop or a finite loop until you hit the end. So that, that just sounds annoying. Yeah, it kind of was, but I wanted the lore. I haven't even finished reading the lore book because I loved Saint-14 when I heard the story about him smashing the Kel's face in, but that's for another time. So this is going to bring me into my next topic about the season pass. How do you, before I read what we had uh, some viewer listeners write in, how do you, how do you feel about the season pass? When I first heard about it, I was a little annoyed that mm -hmm. they were doing it because, I mean, it, it's just a cash grab to a right. point. Like, there's a free side to it, which is on the top, but then there's, like, the paid side on the bottom. Right, I mean, and that's... it's all cosmetic stuff up in, to a point, I guess, because there is stuff that'll help with your gear score. Yeah, there's armor, but, there's weapons. Well, I mean, and there's also bonuses, right? So yeah, if you bought season, if you bought the yeah, if you bought the season of the dawn, if you bought season of the dawn, you get bonuses to the obelisks, and you get like resources and things like that, and you get rewards at every stop. With the free pass, you don't. At a point, you yeah, don't get a reward spaces. for like four levels. So how do you feel? So I'm sorry, continue. I mean, I don't feel it's a horrible thing because it kind of gives like you incentive to like log in and grind for a bit. 
Aww. But that's, again, going back to the if you have time. Right. Because so... when the, the first pass came out, I think I hit, like, 80. But now, for the one that's out right now, I'm at, I think, like, 12. Yeah, I'm at, like, 16. And you missed out on, like, the ghost ship. And you missed yep. out, like, not the ghost ship, but the exotic ship that came with, uh, with the Season of the Undying pass. Okay, so, I had this discussion with my clanmate, and with, uh, I have two people that wrote in. So, uh, Jason Itty, um, from TIE Fighters Community, said, The Season Pass Fear of Missing Out is terrible, and grinding bounties is dull. Now, do you agree with his statement? Yeah. Do you yeah, agree with I the do. fact that now Destiny is a game of FOMO? So yeah, like, it just seems to be this. They wanted to push revolving door of grind. Yeah, because now you're worried about oh man, like, am I gonna get the items and the weapon in the? Season pass? Am I going to be able to grind for the ghost ship? Am I going to be able to grind this event to get a perfect, you know, if you if you worry about perfect rolls and, you know, tier 60 armor? Yeah. And do you agree with the grinding bounties is dull? Yeah, after a while, it's just yeah. it's like, oh, I have to go talk to Shax again, pick this up, go back to the I... crucible, get stomped, go back to Shax. I don't mind bounties as as a concept i actually kind of liked how they worked in d2 better than in d1 um to, to a degree and i'll get into that d1 i think it was better because you had a, a gear outlet so you did your bounties to rank up with your faction and when you ranked up with your faction you could go and pick a piece of gear whether a weapon an armor or a chroma gear and that was a guaranteed plus one drop to your high to your current light level which was fantastic you had a guarantee way to earn gear. As opposed to Destiny 2, I don't like the reward for bounties. Like, I don't like, oh, here's tokens. Put them into a slot machine, get a random piece of gear that may not even be an upgrade. But I do like the objectives. So I like the Crucible giving you five bounties, and they're all relatively simple, right? Like, you don't have to be a fucking mathematician to know how to land your shots. You know, they're not asking, like, crazy things, like the weapon bounties yeah. from D1. Um, and the and the Vanguard bounties is the same way, you know. Get 25 grenade kills. Oh, it's pretty easy. Go into a strike and get 20 bow kills. Oh, it's pretty easy. Like, th those things, I like that. I like the ease of access for the bounties, but I do not feel like I should have to grind them as the most optimal way to earn experience for the season pass. And I know some people out there might say, Phantom, you just contradicted yourself because you said you liked the, the way it worked in D1. I liked the way it worked in D1 because it was a guaranteed power increase every time you ranked up and you weren't just getting experience from the bounties you did strikes you got vanguard experience you did crucible you got crucible experience now yes your xp bar is tied to your season bar but unless you got a ghost shell that gives you plus 10 percent experience 
unless you're just pounding bounties away. There are so many levels to hit, whereas opposed to in D1, it was like, oh, you ranked up, here's a package. You didn't have to be, oh, when rank 60, you'll get an exotic. It was like, no, you're rank 60 with the Vanguard. Here's your same options you had before with new RNG. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Or am I crazy? Yeah, no. Like in D1, once you hit a level, you got rewarded for it. Yeah. But in D2, it seems like you hit a level. Oh, okay. Here's cool. some. Here's some Go planet. Do it again. Yeah, yeah. You hit a level now with the season pass. Here's some planetary materials. You want to know what yeah. I look forward to the most is the is bright Durst. because the best stuff is is in the Eververse store. So, Tie Fighter wrote in, and he uh, said that he agrees with Jason that the concept of fear of missing out is missing the mark. We're he said we're never going to look back and say, "Gee, I wish I'd been there for the Vex offensive." Honestly, if no one mentioned it, I'd probably forget it even existed because it wasn't memorable. It had no impact. Yeah. Like, you could get the same gear from just sitting on the moon and farming Vex. Um, then he goes on to say, the biggest to him, the biggest FOMO of this season was Wish Ender accidentally becoming a PvE powerhouse, and it finally made exotic bows relevant in high-tier content. Okay, I don't have Wish Ender yet, so I can't speak on this. And I know you don't have it yet. I don't think I do. He said, FOMO is secrets being found, puzzles being solved, and special things being discovered, not unlocking Bastion a week early. Yes. 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 Let me ask you this. Okay. Do you give a shit that you didn't go through the corridors of time to start the Bastion quest? No. Okay. Not I don't know how... So... For context, I don't know how the Bastion quest starts now that it's free for everyone, but when you uh when you do it the 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 secret way, you come across this tombstone that uh you you interact with it and Saint 14 gives a eulogy. It's spoilers alert, so if you're feared of being spoiled, click ahead for like a minute. Do you care if I spoil this? No. Okay. Saint 14 gives a eulogy for your guardian. Something kills your guardian. Something kills you. And Saint 14 gives the eulogy. They don't hint at it. They just, something kills you. And he, he gives a nod to the fact that you've time traveled before. So he's like, maybe you're out there doing something now. And that starts the quest. I don't know if that's how it happens now. Spoiler warning off. I'm glad I didn't miss that, if I'm being 100% honest. But were you there for Outbreak Prime? Yes. Right. I Which, actually tried to participate into figuring out, like, the... Uh, like the first phase for like the jump puzzle right in the that's raid. an ex that was an exciting moment remember when everyone was there that was a community-wide thing remember how hyped everyone got yeah it was it would took, you 
at least a week. Oh yeah, it took a whole week of, of the raid to figure it out. Now, the same thing with raids. When you were a part of, when you participated, you were a part of that. That made your experience in Destiny better, right? Yeah, like it mattered what guns you ran, what subclass you ran, right. even like what class your actual character was. When you found out, I think it was Dado's team did it. When you found out, they figured it out. What's the first thing you did? Um, well, I was in school, so I tried not to, uh, I mean, when you got, when you got to, when you got to play, what was the first thing you did? Did you try and get a team together to go after it? I tried. It didn't work out so well. Okay. okay. But I my mean, raid, gave it a shot. Yeah. My raid team was like, all right, we're going to get it. And I got the emblem the first run. Cause you have to get, you get the emblem first. And then you get, you have to do a quest for the gun. I don't know if I ever got the gun, but I opened the chest to get the emblem to get the quest started. If you weren't there for that hype, you're not going to have the same connection to that era of destiny and that gun. Whereas now it's like, Hey, you could have been really bummed out that you missed this. We're just going to give it to you a week early anyway. Like yeah. that sucks. Like I remember back when destiny launched like launch launched uh-huh and i was in school and i watched professor broman gathalian t-rex all of them yeah run char the, uh yeah run vogue for the first time oh yeah and like being there and like watching that it's like you don't really get that nowadays like oh you missed like no. a raid launch or like you miss somebody streaming their first run of the raid it's like oh okay yeah, like, it doesn't. World's first, I think, has kind of lost a little bit of its luster. Yeah, that's a, like that's I a feel Bungie's thing, trying yeah. to add more incentives with like the belts, the jackets, like all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it um, doesn't really matter to like your average Joe, I guess, because no, they yeah, know yeah. they won't get it. So, Tie Fighter then goes on by saying, "That being said, I have no problem with content removal. I know the game is enormous and they need to trim the fat." But the sense of wonder and discovery is pretty flat right now. How do you feel about that? Do you agree with him? It, it's so flat. Okay. So, do you agree that they, with the content removal, like every season they're removing what they did to bring in a new game mode? Yeah. Okay. Like, they're not really keeping things consistent like i know you want to keep things like severely consistent but i feel that they're just taking things out replacing them people get used to it and then they just take it out and replace it with something else my whole thing is i feel like bungie right now is trying to cater to so many different types of players that they're not catering to anyone no right they're so, for example, people wanted an endgame mode that was six v that was a uh, six person match made, right? Mm -hmm. We got escalation protocol. wasn't really match made. People found a workaround around it. People loved escalation protocol. 
They liked it for a long time. Loved the gear, loved the shaders. Then, Menagerie came out and people loved Menagerie. I loved Menagerie. But Menagerie yeah, was tied to the raid. It was tied to the season. It was tied to the lore. I'm not saying Vex Offensive and the Sundial aren't. What I'm saying is that the Vex Offensive wasn't fun. No, not really. It just felt... The, the, the Sundial was yeah. a little bit more fun, but still not as fun. There was no puzzle to figure out. It's like, ah, oh, shit, no, stand just, hey, here. Go here, kill them. Yeah, at least with the Menagerie, you had the room with the knights, and you had to crow to them. You had the room with the Vex crystals. You had the room with the thrall. You had the room with the... You had to run through fire. Like, all, it had all different, like, things to do. But these ones don't. And I think Bungie is using this 6v6 match-made mode concept as a crutch now i understand you can't give us a raid every season i understand that yeah it's completely but at least make the modes meaningful like how many times did you run vex offensive maybe five times total right how many times have you run the sundial maybe four times now Besides getting the triumph and the seal, right? Mm -hmm. Do you see a reason to do the obelisks and run the sundial, or to do no, the next offensive? I haven't even built all of the obelisks. I built the one on the tangled shore, and that's it. Right. I did not like the weekly bounties for the obelisks. I thought some of them were a hassle, uh, and I also thought the requirement to upgrade the obelisks was a little too high. I'm not saying I wanted to be easy, but I wanted. I I felt it was a little. It took too many resources, too many fractaline bits. I stopped I stopped caring. I literally did them to do the quest to meet Saint 14 the first time. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I, I didn't care. I got a steel feather repeater, which is this season's auto rifle, with surrounded and rampage. And I think like high cal or armor piercing. That's a PvE gun. Like what do I need? That's like that's like breakneck. Right? That's like horror story. That's like a god a good good PvE gun. Yeah. I don't see a reason to farm because I understand people want god rolls and that's fine if that's how you play the game, but as an average player average players I f I personally feel don't want that. So I didn't see a reason to do it. I didn't see yeah, a like, reason to I don't to tend to mind what I get for rolls. Right? Is Purge the co-host? Yes, he is. I didn't Hello. see... I didn't see the... Re it's different because Menagerie, you had the chalice. So you could kind of affect what role you were going to get. And there were permutations. Yeah, you had a better understanding of what you Yeah, you're like, oh shit, this snake plus shield plus dog equals this item. So if I want that item... I know I got to use these, these two. Yeah, like that was cool. So you could work once the list came out. This is just random. It's like, oh, you got to do all the time lost bounties to unlock all the time lost weapons, then go run the sundial or keep doing the bounties and pray you get a god roll. Well, I don't want to grind that. Yeah. It's not fun. Like, I don't and mind I, grinding aspects in like MMOs like WoW, BDO, 
ESO, yeah. like shit like that, because that's what it's meant to be. Yeah, Destiny's not an MMO. I know they want to go more into that RPG realm, but they're not. They're not at that level. Um, I feel like they're not doing it in the right way. I feel like, again, they're trying to cater to many different types of players. Yeah, they're, they're trying so, to run before they can so the sun, So the, the 6v6 mode's not really fun. And I don't see a reason to do it unless I'm going for a title, and I don't have time to go for a title. And if you're just going to take the title away from me at the end of the season, I'm not even going to bother if I know I don't have time. So that leads me to my next point. This episode is going to go on a little bit longer, guys. This is a full-blown rant. Um, <laughs> does it annoy you that your power level doesn't matter? A little bit, because in D1, it was like the cornerstone right. of you going you, somewhere and doing something. Would you... Would you feel better if the jump was bigger? A little if bit, instead yeah. of just like you know one you, you're jumping 10 points like next season you jump 50 points yeah i i wish that it meant a little more because like i took a break oh, i have to think here i think it was it was when the uh the forges came out okay um like i didn't play much before they came out or during when they came out but then i caught up the dlc after that I don't even remember what it was. Joker's Wild. Yeah. They called it up. Season of the Drifter, but it was originally titled Joker's Wild, and I will always call it that. <laughs> yeah, so I caught up. I did my power catch-up during Season of Drifter. Mm -hmm. And once I caught up, I kind of just sat there like, okay, well, I wasted like yeah. five weeks, and me catching up didn't really matter. Like, yeah, it restricted me from maybe a few things. But other than that, it didn't matter at all. Which I yeah. really hate. Uh, hold on one second. Um, No, I agree. It, I see there's no... Um, there's no reason. Like, in D1, you had a reason to grind power it mattered power yeah, like doesn't if matter you didn't do it for let's say like three months you're way behind like there's power, a significant chunk of stuff you couldn't do yeah power doesn't matter anymore i'm i'm sorry the the end game mode has a hard difficulty yeah but it doesn't matter because in a month they're just going to take it away from you you're going to have to mm -hmm. do it again and just keep doing it. There's no point. No, not at all. And there's there's no point to grind. Heartbreaking. Yeah. So that's why I don't worry about power grind. Ritual weapons are a whole nother thing. Like they're not worth my clanmate. Um, my clanmate said they're supposed to be pinnacles for a reason give the player something to chase, right? OG Recluse, OG Mountaintop, Wendigo. Have those guns be the one of the best in their fields next to exotics. When I hear Pinnacle, I think it's an exotic or as close to an, exo an exotic as you can get. Like Wendigo, Wendigo is still argued to be the one of the best um, grenade launchers in slot right now. 
So I just now from what I hear, the ritual weapons aren't worth it. Komodo's not that worth it. I love linear fusion rifles. I have a really good crooked fang. Is Komodo worth it? I don't know. Is Buzzard worth it? I don't know. I think I'm gonna get to, to TIE Fighters last bit and then we'll uh we'll touch on one last subject and then we'll call it. Alright. He said the bright dust economy is bad. I'm forced into old, old the oldest activities with the worst loot every week in order to acquire small bits of the most aesthetically pleasing items in game. Not cool, guys. I 100% agree with you, TIE Fighter. Don't lock things behind the Eververse store. Yeah, that's one thing I wish they wouldn't have done. Um, can you guys see chat? Can you guys see the chat box on stream yeah. real quick? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Um, you mean yeah pop and locks in discord right now he said it's a uh, stream window isn't showing the chat room on my side so I don't know if he's talking about my overlay or if he's talking about the actual um chat so i'm gonna keep an eye on that but yeah bungie don't you're away from activision don't hide all this stuff behind the eververse store yeah it's not the let way us let us earn it and don't i mean i don't mean earn it in the season pass let it be drops all right Go back. Remember when we used to it. get a bright? Remember when we used to get a bright Engram every time you leveled up? Mm-hmm. That was the best. I honestly liked that a lot. Because fashion is the end game. Definitely. So, you know? so just give it to us. In terms of ghost shells and sparrows and ships, if you're gonna put them in the store, put them in a place we can earn them. That was another thing that was tied to the factions back in D1. The Crucible had their own set of ships. The Vanguard had their own set of ships. All the factions had their own set of ships. Do that again, Bungie. We know you can do it. You just take, oh, this ghost shell, you know, this Amalon ghost shell or this Hake ghost shell, tie them to Banshee. Do Banshee bounties. They have a chance to drop the ghost shell. Or by giving him tokens, they have a chance to drop the ghost shell. Like, let us earn this cool loot. Also, I don't know how I feel about all the perks on the ghost shell because I've literally used the Moments of Triumph ghost shell with the sunglasses uh, mm -hmm. because it is 10% across, it's 10% plus EXP across all sources. So I just use that because I'm always going to get 10 plus EXP. Um,. Now, last point I want to touch on, because this episode is long as, as hell. 
<laughs> How do you feel about the game narratively? Now, you you and TIE Fighter mentioned the sense of wonder is gone from the game. Is that narratively, or is that because people aren't exploring and finding things? They're just kind of being corralled into it or shoved into it. Mm, I feel like they're not going as in-depth with some things that they did in, like, D1. Okay. Do you have an example? Like, I guess, I mean, I'm sure they have plans for it, but uh, Prince Emo hiding in his little safety crate. Yo, like, that what's, ship what's going on with him? blew my mind. That like, blew my mind. You get an exotic ship. stay in his crate? You open the lore tab and you find out that Eve Levante found Prince Aldrin in a shipping crate in the tower. And they reference the fact that people give him dirty looks because he killed Cade and he doesn't remember it. Yeah, which is a When's little, that uh, coming? Messed up. When's that yeah, coming, like Bungie? when when is my boy getting replaced because we need a leader like come on now like oh, that's right you were woken like here's what i'll say i liked the lore there like i like season of the dawn more than season of the undying i felt the end season of the undying i understand it was set it was in place to set up season of dawn but I think finding Saint-14 has been the coolest thing they've done since Eris Morn touched the ship. You know what I mean? Like, they essentially... They have sent, essentially written you into the history of Destiny. Yeah. So now when you read the lore about Saint-14 being the Kellbreaker, crushing skulls, in the back of your head, you're like, oh shit, I'm the guardian that inspired him to do that. Like when you find him on Mercury the first time, and I mean in Season of Dawn, and he's in his bubble saying how he should die because he could not protect the colonist. That was amazing. Fantastic writing, Bungie. It was beautiful. Why? And it could be a money thing. I would have loved Osiris to have more voiced lines when you go and talk to him for these big quest steps. Yeah, I wish the Curse of Osiris DLC was a little more. Well, that's besides the point. I mean, like, yeah. when you talk to Osiris now to do to do these quests to find Saint-14, he doesn't talk to you. At least give him a blurb. Give him two sentences, Bungie. It's a shame because I feel like they're going in the right direction narratively. They're building to something, right? Savathun's still out there. Now something's killed you. Like, there's all this stuff on the horizon. Eris Morn stuck her hand onto, onto a no-no square. Like, all this is happening. Tie the content to the narrative. Right? Yeah, they're kind of leaving the a lot content. of strings. Cater the content to the narrative. Don't cater the narrative to the content. So if you want to tell this story about Saint-14 make the sundial and the obelisks a bigger part now maybe i don't think they're a big part because i did all the quests all at once weeks after they released but like i it's like oh go to the sundial okay you're done here go around nessus five times and find 10 nodes why i'd rather do five different runs of the sundial with each one of them being a different permutation to unlock a different piece to go find Saint 14. You hear what I'm saying? 
Yeah, like they they're just not tying off points in the story that they should be like tying off or connecting. They're just kind of leaving them as dead ends and yeah. they need I mean, to go back to D1 and like I gave I gave off. this example to my co- my clanmate. Remember the Taken War? Mhm. King's Fall ended, but the narrative continued. You had quests that narratively, even though they weren't cinematic, narratively progressed the timeline of Destiny. Oryx died, but you were still at war with the Taken across the universe. Oh yeah, that that I don't. End. I don't think they. I don't think they do that yet. Like I don't think they've they've done anything to that caliber. I think they're going in the right direction. I think they need to do more. So final thoughts. I'll ask one last question, and this is a question for everybody watching on YouTube, listening on Anchor and Spotify, and this is how we're going to end the stream. So let us know your response down below or somewhere on the internet. Do you think the season pass model is sustainable for Destiny 2? No. Okay. Why? Give one reason why you don't think it's sustainable. Unique, you can give one reason as well. Your typical player, at least in my eyes, doesn't have the time to grind out every season pass to 100 and get the, I guess, content worth out of it. They'll get maybe between 30 to 50, maybe. They won't be able to crank out the 100 every single time. Unique, what's your one reasoning? Okay. I agree. I do not think the season pass model is sustainable for Destiny 2. For the same reasons you said, uh, on top of the fact is that you're essentially time-gating a lot of your items. And I, like I said, give us a chase. Give us something to, to earn, to desire, to work towards. But don't don't have content that's not meaningful and unique says most people don't have the money to pay every season and grind time is an issue it's another thing i'm not saying hand away items bungie but i do not think the season pass is a good look i don't think having a hundred levels to get the most you know and a third of those levels are just slightly upgraded armor pieces sometimes for that season yeah i know I've been using my Dreamsbane vest that I had masterworked because it's the best chess piece I have. It's masterwork. It has the best stats. I'm not going to change that for anything else. So give us a reason to play the content and give us rewards that we want to earn. Please, Bungie. You've done things like it before. I know you're on your own, but I know you guys can figure it out. With that being said, if you enjoyed today's episode, Leave a like, subscribe on Apple Podcast, and leave a five-star review. Please, it really does help the podcast out. If you're listening on any other podcast platform, drop a follow. If you're listening on the YouTube, on the YouTube, if you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button. Let us know down below. What is your thoughts on Destiny's current state? I dropped a pen. And what are your thoughts on the season pass? Is it sustainable for Destiny 2's future? Other than that, click the subscribe button down below over there. Ding the notification bell if you want to see more videos like this. 
I've been Phantom. Purge, you want to let everyone know where they can find you? Um, YouTube, Mixer, Twitter, Hell's Purge. Mixer has an underscore between Hell's Purge, as does Twitter. Oh, okay. Whoops. <laughs> um, I do have a Twitch channel, but it's mainly for if me and Phantom here do co-streams or, co or I just moderate his channel. Um, feel free to follow on there. I might dip back and forth between the two. I don't know yet. But other than that, catch you later. Thank you guys so much for watching today's episode or listening to today's episode. And until next time, don't forget to lift, feast, and gain.